Hey everybody, welcome to The Buzz. Scott Tatey, Megan Miller here. We got all kinds of entertainment to talk about on this end of a holiday weekend. Yes, it is. July is going to be crazy with so many entertainment options. And uh, you, this past Sunday you had a really good article on a show coming to Pittsburgh. Yes, um, Damn Yankees starts at the Benadam on Tuesday, starring or co-starring one of Beaver resident Gavin Pamer. Oh, great guy. He's he's been at Lincoln Park and very active in, and for a long time been an important role, important person in, in the Pittsburgh theater scene. So yeah. what's, what's he playing? He is Van Buren, which is the Washington Senators coach. Okay. And um, he gets to do You Gotta Have Heart. And I talked to him a, a while ago, actually, before the uh, cast was announced. And, I mean, he just had such great things to say about the show. And they hadn't started rehearsing yet. Rehearsals are only seven days before showtime. Ooh. Which that sounds... Better know your stuff. Yeah, it sounds terrifying to me. But yeah, so he had a lot of good things to say about that. And um, it sounds like a cool show. Um, he's done, I think he said, like, this is the 21st he's done with the CLO. Like, he's oh. done a lot with um, that. And he had, you know, great things to say about the CLO. And that uh, story's up on our website now at timesonline.com slash entertainment. Well, damn Yankees, that's classic Broadway. You're going back to some uh, great era of Broadway and everything. Yeah, and that's actually what um, Gavin said as well, that it's the golden age of Broadway. So it just has, like, the singing and the dancing and all of that, all that jazz if you were so jazz hands. <laughs> little jazz hands so that was cool so yeah that's um starts uh, july 5th tuesday um through july 10th at the benenham center in pittsburgh and there's been so many big concerts lately but stage ae has one coming up tuesday yes yes brand new modest mouse that showed out that sold out a long time ago I, i'm hearing there's some people are going mainly for for brand new they, they've seen them sell out stage ae before I'm more a Modest Mouse guy myself, but they've sold out. So you have two bands who can easily sell a venue by themselves together. And then you put them together. It's going to be interesting. Good, good day for alt-rock, indie rock. Uh, I'm looking forward to reading some reviews of that and hearing what people think. And that sold out quick, too. It really did. really did. Stage A is having a great year. We're not seeing as many uh, sellouts at First Niagara Pavilion, but it seems like this is the year of the, the 3,000 to 5,000 capacity venue just doing gangbusters. And you know what? The funny thing is, like, with Stage AE, depending on if it's indoor or outdoor, every time I'm there, it seems pretty crowded. Yes. Like, there are a lot of people. But then when you go to First Niagara Pavilion, I mean, um, Joe Walsh was one that didn't sell as many tickets. Um, they moved everyone from the lawn down to the pavilion. Down that's... into the pavilion. And that's, like, a legend. I mean, even, you know, Dolly Parton, which we'll be talking about a little later in the show today, um, she didn't really sell that much for Console Energy Center. And this is, like, a living country legend. So I do think this might be the year of AE in the smaller venues. We may see Friday out first Niagara Pavilion. We'll see how well Def Leppard and REO Speedwagon yes. do. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Def Leppard, of course, was with Kiss here a couple years ago. I got a chance to interview Kevin Cronin, the singer for REO Speedwagon. Uh, they're certainly talking a good game. They're certainly looking forward to the show. They are they are rocking out a little bit more. They recognize they're with Def Leppard and uh, you know more of a, a rock audience perhaps, and, and compared to some of REO's uh, popular stuff in the '80s. So. Uh, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm excited for the show, actually. I'm, Def Leppard's a band I go back with since, since they started. And I wouldn't say how many. I, I was only <laughs> two years old when they started, honest. But uh, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, will, will that draw 15,000, 20,000? Or is that going to be another one of those ones we've seen with Darius Rucker, who only had about nine, and or, or Joe Walsh had fewer than seven. So we'll see what, what happens. Maybe maybe it's just country's the only way to go out of First Niagara Pavilion anymore. I don't know, because those ones still, Luke Bryan, I, he sold out the one night. I'm not sure if he sold out the second night or not yet. But, I mean, and that's, what, 20? 22,000 somewhere in there and he yes. always sells that pavilion out and it's like well Joe Walsh Luke Bryan like what where's the 
where's the gap there? Oh. So, and there's a festival coming up um, later this week that you seem to be really excited about. You've been talking a lot about it. Well, you put 180 bands in one place, it's going to capture my attention. And Warp tour? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These are Pittsburgh bands. It's it's now the two-day Deutschtown. Or no, I'm sorry, no, Deutschtown. Well, yeah, Deutschtown Music Festival is what they're still calling it. And it's Friday night, Saturday. About seven or eight Beaver County bands taking part as well. But uh, 20 stages, six of them outdoor stages. Just a great lineup. A lot of Americana mixed in with the rock. So it's uh, different settings you, you can go into. Place like the Penn Brewery or the James Street Tavern and kind of chill there, or you can see an outdoor stage, and it's, it's gonna be a neat thing. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. So, is it spread out all in like a couple of blocks of each other, or is it further out? I call it that, that Deutschtown neighborhood in, in, in on the north side, kind of the German area. So, it's not the, the traditional down by the stadium, North Shore kind of area, closer to the Penn Brewery. So, uh, it's a chance to go to some places you normally wouldn't be. One, one of the bigger venues is a Hungarian restaurant. When, when's the last time you went to a Hungarian restaurant? You know what? I've never been to a Hungarian restaurant. What, what do they eat? I'm not even sure. I'm not sure, but that sounds like a cool... I like those types of events where you're not just staring at a stage and that's all you're at for eight hours or right. a you, day or whatever. You're actually experiencing the neighborhood as, as well as going to the shows. And uh, one of the bands at that, that Hungarian place is uh, Murder for Girls. They're from Beaver. Well, the, the basis is from Beaver. So uh, oh, wow. part of the local angle. Uh, it's it's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, and you also spoke to what an up-and-coming actress that is has local roots as well. Allison Page grew up in Aliquippa. I went to Aliquippa Elementary School before uh, moving to Allentown. She's in a new movie. She's actually starring in a new movie called The Dog Lover. Uh, an interesting concept about a, a woman who goes undercover to try to expose a uh, sort of a puppy mill kind of place. And So it's uplifting. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a PG movie. I, I said, is this going to be hard for me to watch? And, and she assured me, no, that there's some moments that will tug on your hearts because we're talking about puppies uh, finding homes. But she, she swears that you can, you can watch it with your family. But she's actually coming back. She lives in L.A. now, as any smart actress would do. <laughs> But coming back to the Southside Works on uh, the Sunday to uh, oh. sort of do a little Q&A before they, or either before or after they screen the movie. So, uh, yeah, her name's Allison Page. Uh, she has top billing over Leah Thompson, and she's wow. from the Back to the Future movies and all the right moves and everything. So uh, it would be interesting to, to follow the career of this Beaver County actress. She, she's, in, she's been in a soap opera, and she was on the CW show The Flash. Oh, yeah, that is quite a show now. I've never actually watched it. She played a, a female sort of superhero character, but it was a bad character, and they, they oh. killed her off in the first episode she was on, or did they? I was going to say, do you need the air quotes? It, that a, is a very popular show. Uh, like, people uh, are really into it. Uh, and she even said herself she's hoping they bring her back. They, they sort of kind of killed her, but, uh, you know, there's all these alternate dimensions with superhero stories, so don't be surprised she comes back. She hopes so. But, yeah, remember that name, Allison Page, a uh, very talented young actress uh, on her way. Beaver County ties, and she still celebrates the Beaver County part. Grandparents still live in Center Township. And I really like that they're doing the event. Like, they're actually going to these actors, like, hometowns and, like, going to different. Like, I hope that's a trend. I do like that, too. They could just do a screening in New York, a screening in L.A. and call it a day. They're, like you said, they're, they're putting the cast members in, in strategic places where they can hype the movie. And so Allison... Originally from the Pittsburgh area, that, in Beaver sure. County, that's why she's doing it. And it's at Southside, right? Southside Works. And that's Cinema. like a great event for the Southside Works as well. Like that's, a, you know, more people getting in there and more uh, popularity and, you know, exposure. She so. said if nothing else, she can count on her big Italian family being in the audience for the Q&A. But I, I, I think there'll be some other people as well. Yeah, I have a definitely. story on her uh, in this past Sunday's time, so, so check it out and learn a little bit more. And um, looking ahead to the weekend, <laughs> people have two great acts to choose on Saturday, you can either go to Tony Bennett at, where is he at this time? Heinz Hall. Heinz Hall, yeah. Um, which you saw him a few years ago. 
I saw your parents there, too. I was like, you <laughs> met the Millers that, at that show as well. The, and I couldn't resist pointing out that Tony Bennett's actually older than Heinz Hall, which is yes, uh, I remember by you a year or so. Yeah. saying that. But, you know, he is still phenomenal. 80-whatever, uh, it doesn't even matter. Boy, he's just an entertainer, that, that old-school entertainer where everything he says, every move he makes is just so smooth and calculated, and he, he draws you in with, with his warmth. He still has a great voice, too. And there's a reason he's a living legend, and if you've never seen him, you got to do it. And then you mentioned there's that other show, First Niagara Pavilion. Yes, uh, we'll see how many people are in those seats on Saturday for Dave Matthews' band, the annual show to uh, Burgettstown. Now, can we mention this will be your first time reviewing Dave Matthews? Yes, I have never seen Dave Matthews, and he is one that I think for probably the past 10 years that I'm like, I need to see him at least once. I need to see him. And I thought last year was going to be the year, but, you know, this, you know, kind of unknown girl named Taylor Swift was at Heinz Field, and that was my choice. I, I made the same choice as you. Yeah, and it was a good decision. So I'm kind of excited to see what he does. I remember, you know, back in the day he did two nights where, like, one was kind of like the, you know, deeper cut album and then the, um, like, hits and stuff. So I'm kind of curious what it's going to be like. I imagine it's going to be a very long concert. <laughs> yeah, have your comfy, comfortable shoes for Yeah, that. I imagine it's going to be very, it's going to be a long evening of music, but I'm excited for it. I believe they're doing two sets is what they've been doing in recent years so you'll have a chance to do the intermission and, and regroup and, and rest because you, you'll be dancing you'll, you'll be you'll be feeling it and uh one of the most talented bands uh, the drummer carter buford i think is, is one of the top three four whatever that's still going and and uh, to me boyd tinsley great on on the violin and fiddle so just the musicianship alone i i think sometimes it gets overlooked you think of dave and him up doing his little guitar faces and, and uh, <laughs> cute little guy doing doing his songs and people singing along but uh, the band itself is just a killer band so i, I maybe spend a little time focusing on, on the, the violin player and see what you think on the musicianship not just the beautiful man in front of us exactly so all right i will take that tip and we will be right back are you interested in sharing news about your business promoting a special offer or deal you have running then advertising on our podcast might be perfect for your business. Contact The Times today at 724-775-3200, extension 182, and we'll explain all the ways you can benefit from all the digital opportunities we have to offer. That's 724-775-3200, extension 182. The Times, your local source for news, sports, and entertainment. We're back on the buzz. Megan Miller and Scott Tady here, ready to talk some things that we've uh, been to in the past week. Uh, because of the July 4th holiday, we are recording this earlier, so next week we'll be back to talk about Billy Joel, Kenny Chesney, and Weezer taking over the North Shore. So we're all excited for those events, so make sure you tune in next week to hear all of that. Um, one event I went to in the past week, um, the National Geographic um, exhibit, the 50 Greatest Photos at the Carnegie Museum of Natural History. Now, boy, how do they just narrow that down to 50 photos? Because National Geographic is famous for its its tremendous photos. That... Yeah, I don't think I'd want to be on that committee. Um, but yeah, they had just photos of all different things. Like, I guess I was kind of surprised of, because when I think of natural um, National Geographic, I think of like these beautiful like animal photos and in like these big landscapes. And there were a lot of people in them too, hmm. which I guess I... I shouldn't be surprised by that, but I was when I first saw them, and um, it's in the uh, Simmons Gallery in the uh, natural history side of the museum, and it's just these dark walls with these beautifully stunning photos all hung up, and they have like a behind the photograph um, little caption under each, and it tells the photographer's like story and journey of how they got that photo, what assignment they were on, because some were from uh, assignments, and some were like an assignment of this, and then it like turned into something else. I'm sure very poignant photos. I 
I interviewed a National Geographic photographer from Beaver once, Vizelin uh, was, was, I believe how you pronounce his name, and just, he told me how much effort they go into taking these photos, just the, the study they do ahead of time, and they'll, they'll stay in the same place for hours just to get the right lighting and, and the right focus and, and everything, and, and, you know, they are some of the world's best. So It's an art form. I mean, it really, and you get that from, like, watching this or looking at this exhibit. Like, it's just really cool. And there was also um, a video component to it, um, which seems to be kind of a trend cropping up in some of these exhibits. And um, it was really cool. There was this one photographer talking about these uh, river dolphins that he was photographing and how it ended up being in this, like, beautiful, like, red light. And it almost looked fake because it's like, how is there this, like, beautiful red light shining on this adorable creature? But so that like had a nice little like component to it as well. Oh, and where's that at? That is at the Carnegie Museum of Natural History until September, and then they'll have another uh, National Geographic one themed uh, women photographers opening um, in September after this one closes. Good tip. Check that out. And we were both at Dolly Parton on um, Monday night. Yeah, it was a tough. I'm sorry, Tuesday night. I, I know some people that went to Joe Walsh and Bad Company that night. I heard it was a great show, but. I had to do Dolly. I know you felt the same way. This is yeah. a living legend, and what well, she lived up to. She was just so much fun. Just not, uh, she, as, as a comedian, she would have been worth seeing. She had so many funny jokes, and, and just you know, her one about it, it, it cost a lot to look this cheap and things like that. And uh, just her, her folksy, charming humor to just just warm me over. And she was so charming, like, because some of the things she said, like, nothing was offensive. Everything was kind of poking fun at herself, which was you know cool. And how she you know doesn't leave a rhinestone unturned. And there were a lot of rhinestones <laughs> at Console Energy. Center on, on Tuesday. All eight of the instruments she was playing. I, I got to be honest, I didn't know. I, I figured, okay, maybe she can strum guitar. I don't know. She could play banjo and dulcimer and, and fiddle and little mini sax. And yeah, that was amazing. Dolly. I was not expecting that. I figured it would be like the um, obligatory, like strum the bedazzled <laughs> guitar and call it a day because it was bedazzled. Everything was, which I, makes me love her even more. But yeah, I mean, it was just a really cool, all of the hits, a couple of the new ones from Pure and Simple, her upcoming album. I like that title track, Pure and Simple. It yes. lived up to its name, but it was a pretty interesting song. Yeah, and of course, Jolene, and just the last three songs of the night were Islands in the Stream, um, 9 to 5, and of course, I Will Always Love You. And it was just, it was a great night of country music, just music in general, and I, and like folksiness, and I learned a lot about her that I did not know. Uh, it's interesting. It was a half house setting. I mean, literally half house. They had the the arena blocked off uh, halfway through, and uh, I thought it made it kind of intimate. It, it was cool. I'm glad they didn't have empty seats sitting there. And I'm guessing six thousand, seven thousand. But that was our, I, personally. I think she deserves more. But I, yeah. I enjoyed the the way it was set up. I did like the setup. I liked that it was kind. of, I hate to use the word uh, like intimate and cozy when there are six thousand people in a, <laughs> in a building. But I did like how it was just like a semicircle. It was like set up probably at what center ice ish mm -hmm. or something like that. I was going to call it the fifty yard line and realized I'm in the wrong <laughs> wrong arena. Um, but yeah, I liked that better than if you were all the way back and there were just a bunch of like empty seats and yeah. empty sections. So it looked. It looked full, even though it was probably at, what, half capacity. Something maybe some other acts should consider on their, on their tours. Yeah, maybe start it that way, and then if you have to expand and add tickets, add tickets. So instead of ending up with either having to cancel for, you know, scheduling conflicts or, you know, have a half-filled arena. Exactly. So, and are you ready for this week's Love It or Loathe It? I woke up ready. I'm All always right. ready for loving or loathing something. Well, I'm going to love this week, since it is a holiday weekend. 
I am going to love, and we're kind of in the country music theme, I am going to love Eric Church's somewhat new song, Record Year. Oh, that, that's the one about uh, kind of drowning your sorrows by listening to your old records? Yeah, it's got a little different take. Usually, you know, drowning your sorrows from a breakup in a country song is going to a bar or driving a truck. So this was kind of uh, different. It's talking about, you know, a bunch of different, you know, records to, you know, get through this awful breakup. And he ends up thanking the girl at the end for his record year. And it was it's a good... It's a good song only Eric Church could do. I've done that. I've, I've, you get in a certain mood and you go to the vinyl and it, it just it does touch. It speaks to you somehow. I, yeah. I support Eric for doing that. Yeah, his new album, he's had a few off of that now that are all just one is better than the next. So I don't know. I'm wondering if he's going to be coming back here anytime soon. We were surprised he wasn't on the mega ticket. Yeah, so I was hoping he would be back. He was here last year for Kenny Chesney. He was like the co-headliner, and he's always so entertaining. And it was actually one I was not expecting to like him as much as I did the first time I saw him a few years ago. Got there, and I'm like, where am I? And I'm like, oh, he's actually really entertaining. He's one of the best ones, I think. So so too. So that is what I'm loving, Record Year by Eric Church. Good pick. More than Justin Timberlake? You like that single oh, last week? That was your pick. That was Yeah, a few weeks ago I was into that one. And I don't know. That's It's kind of comparing, like, I don't know, apples and horses a little <laughs> bit. Like, I can't, I can't, don't make me choose. I'd have to choose Justin Timberlake, probably. All right, that's, that's a good like, though. The 14-year-old in me, like, demands that I choose Justin Timberlake <laughs> at all times. So it's the girl who's done spinning classes to NSYNC songs. Well. Yes, and I highly recommend that as well. Take your word on that one. <laughs> Tell you what I'm loving. Uh, we'll go with the love theme here. I'm loving, last weekend, the Vine Rewind Festival in the Strip District. First time ever outside the Pittsburgh Winery. Great time, great music. Uh, they had two stages, nonstop music, uh, food trucks, of course, uh, selling some sangria, and uh, just uh, it, was, it was a really neat place to see a show. Just middle of Penn Avenue, they shut it down outside the winery, checking out some of the businesses. It was very hot, so people were kind of clinging to the where the, where the shade was next to the buildings. Trying to find a tree. <laughs> saw uh, Recluse, a band that's got some Beaver County ties, did really well. Uh, uh, Joy Ike, uh, Nevada Color. I know you're a fan of them too. Mm-hmm. Love this guy's a pop punk band. It was a good lineup. It was a good outdoor setting. I, the crowd was very good, I thought, for first time. So uh, I'm loving the fact they tried this brand new festival, Vine Rewind. Hope to see it again next year. The Buzz Poets were the headliner. I loved it. Yes, and I am hoping, we keep talking about using the word trend in this episode, and I am hoping that is a trend. You know, the Strip District has one in the winter. Now this Deutschtown one that's happening uh, uh, next week. And, you know, now we have Vine Rewind, which I'm all for a festival that can Finds music and wine, so we'll leave the south side to the the college kids stumbling down the, the street youngins, and, and yeah. the bridal parties, whatever. Or, yeah, well, as long as there's festivals like that in the strip in the north side, and I like to see one in Beaver County. By the way, they used to be rocking the suburbs. I, I still think someone should pick that ball up at some point. But now we do have a wine festival coming in September. They're coming th- back. I got a tip. Ooh. They're having three stages this year. Oh, that's fantastic! Just found out in the Beaver supermarket the other day. Oh wow! So Look at that for a tip. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, and of course, as that, you know, come approaches, we'll have more information on that and a story and all of that up at timesonline.com slash entertainment. Um, I guess that is it for this week. If there's music or wine, count on it. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we be letting be you know. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. As always, you can uh, listen to this podcast and all of our other ones at timesonline.com slash podcasts or on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. She's Megan Miller. And he's Scott Tady. I'm at Scott Teddy on your Twitter. Very original. I had to be a little more original. There's more (laughs) Megan Millers, I think, in the world. I'm at Maggie E. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Take care.